You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Think again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio, 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to our 132nd program of Think Again. Think Again is presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organisation that has been dedicated to social change since 1997. I'm Jacques Boulet. And I'm Jennifer Burrell. Today we're talking about US global dominance, the various tactics used to maintain this dominance and how we're all being kept in the dark. Mm, talking of being kept in the dark, Jacques, I recently rewatched. The original The Matrix, the movie, there's one famous scene where the main character is asked to choose between the red pill and the blue pill. Taking the red pill will reveal the truth of his and others' existence, no matter how disturbing. The blue pill will allow the taker to remain in their comfortable delusion. And really, aren't we often keen to just take the blue pill? and hold on to some of our comfortable delusions, especially when the world around us seems to become crazier and more dangerous and insecure in a lot of ways. Mm, And to continue with the metaphor of the blue and and the red, it's easy, it's so easy to go with the blue pill of delusion when the information channeled through media and by our various institutions is so one-sided and superficial. The selective spreading of opinions and of certain aspects of what's happening whilst leaving out a world of information that would contradict or question these opinions or that would help us to understand more realistically what's going on. Mm, Yeah, I think a purple pill would best describe where we are in general uh, while under a fog of misinformation and absence of information, but still with possibilities of seeing and thinking about what's really happening, which is why alternatives to the mainstream media and other information channels, um, alternatives like 3CR, are so important. Yeah, and I would modestly add our own Think Again program, even just to get a better understanding of what we're up against and also what we're up for. Which brings us to the subject of today's program, the United States and the stories we're being told about them. Mm. About two weeks after the first anniversary of the orchestrated 2021 invasion of the Capitol in Washington in the US, which we reflected on in January 2021, and a few days after the yearly celebration of Martin Luther King Day on Monday, last Monday this week, also in the US, We do think it's time to have a closer look at the country we are told is our closest friend and ally. Ally, sorry. (laughs) Indeed, we will have a look at US world dominance and the things that our closest friend and ally has been up for to many years and what it continues to do 
to remain in this dominant position. Yeah, Jacques, and you won't find much of this in the mainstream media, which is why we think it's time we now take the red pill. (laughs) Much of this program of Think Again draws from a dossier, Twilight, the erosion of US control and the multipolar future, which was assembled by Vijay Prashad at Havana-based Tricontinental Institute for Social Research. And to give us some context, the article takes, takes us back to the late 1400s, mm-hmm. the beginning of European global expansion. In 1492, and that is a quote, when Christo- Christopher Columbus arrived in the Caribbean, history began to cleave into two. Before this moment, no empire had a planetary reach. After 1492, the major European powers came to dominate the world, and from the late 17th century, this domination was organized and legitimated in the name of a race, Mm. a fabrication with catastrophic consequences for humanity. And of course, resistance, and this was the end of the quote, Of course, resistance against colonial invasions was happening everywhere, though. Yeah, that's true, Jacques. No matter how reluctantly this is acknowledged when it is. Yes, certainly also in Australia. But also attempts to establish US world domination were equally resisted by different peoples at different periods. Notably, just to have one example, the Haitian Revolution of 1804. And that was followed by many. In previous programs, we have already hinted at the growing power of the US and its ways of establishing this power, especially in the Americas, but also across the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, and for this program, skipping to the mid-1900s, at the end of World War II and the collapse of the English and other colonial empires, the US took over the neo-colonial, or sorry, the neo-colonial globalizing capitalist management of the planet. Hmm. Yeah, euphemistically called international development. Mm. International development, Jacques. You used to lecture in that, didn't you? <laughs> That's right. Uh-huh. Uh, but the, but this didn't go unchallenged. In that push for global power, the US was challenged by the USSR and its satellites and associates, including China, in the so-called Cold War. Yeah, with this Cold War offering the ideological, political and military rationales for its unfettered economic dominance, like the Matrix blue pill, effectively hiding the latter dominance. Yeah, and then US power seemed to become unfettered, really, with the collapse of the USSR and most communist state systems during the late 80s. As neoliberalism and the let-it-rip approach to capitalism had spread throughout the world, also enabled by global institutions like the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund. Hmm. Yeah, neoliberalism therewith became the economic hallmark of globalization with free trade, one of its operating principles. Hmm. Free trade, of course, meant the liberation of trade and all economic transactions and relationships from the regulatory and redistributive powers of governments, leaving more profits to capitalists, owners of companies and uh, corporations, shareholders, and less to the common good and the workers who actually lost their rights and protections while 
actually creating the profit. Yeah, which of course is the main criticism of neoliberalism, mm. which has taken over us in the globe. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in order to let that sink a bit, let's go to a bit of music with Snack Bar by Marty Hulubeck. listening to Think Again 3CR 855 AM on your dial 3CR digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. In this program of Think Again, we're talking about the continuing push by the US, the United States for global domination and its various tactics to maintain this over time. We just talked about how the U.S. lost its Cold War rationale for the continuation of its political and military domination. 
following the fall of the USSR in the late 80s. But later, the 9-11 attacks on the World Trade Center created new opportunities for mm. the US to continue with that blue pill, with its mm -hmm. war on terror. This war on terror involved the attempt to secure control over strategically important and resource-rich countries, and yet again, justify to justify the military aspect of global domination. Of US global domination. Mm -hmm. So the US and its allies' withdrawal from Afghanistan just a few months ago, which we saw a lot of actually in the media, seems to confirm that the war on terror has run its course. The toll is really scandalous, to say the least. The research program uh, named Costs of War at Watson Brown University reckons that the war on terror caused 800,000 fatalities across the region. So that's 800,000 fatalities across the region, 37 million refugees, which is astonishing, and it also saw the US active in 85 countries. And the cost, well, in money, the cost was $6.4 trillion or $320 billion per year. Eight times, this is eight times the amount needed to solve the famine worldwide, according to Oxfam. Yeah. Still, many think that the dominance of the US is in decline, but it is certainly not giving up without a fight. The new evolving Cold War, this time with China, appears to be the new blue pill attempt at justifying the need to maintain US supremacy. In June 2020, we at Think Again, we discussed the emergence of the new China discourse under the Trump presidency. And more recently, in October and November last year, there was the establishment of AUKUS, where we talked about the Anglosphere's latest attempt at showing China and the rest of the world who's the boss. Mm -hmm. Chris de Plouk, in a Flemish news sheet, The Wereld Morgen, or Tomorrow's World, reports that, and this is my translation of the title, Western imperialism is still the problem, not China. And he has a host of figures to make and, and, and sources to make that point. Just a few examples. Militarily, the West has about 935 military bases worldwide, 850 of which are US bases. Of those... The US and UK together have 290 bases directly surrounding China with mm. first strike nuclear attack capacity. Mm. Against that, China has a total of eight bases, including the South China Sea, about which there's so much talk. And they have one internationally in Djibouti. Mm. Wow. <clears throat> I think that's really worth repeating, Jacques. So mm. you're saying, citing that source, the US and UK have 290 military bases directly surrounding China, while China has eight bases, including the South China Seas. And that's eight bases altogether. So 290 military bases 
mm-hmm. of the UK and US directly surrounding China. That's mm. right. And turning to what often is being said, the growing influence of China and that that needs to be damned in. In terms of profits by the largest 2,000 corporation, corporations worldwide, US corporations still have domination in 12 major business sectors. That means domination means about having making 40% of the total profit in those sectors. And that was figures of, nine, of 2013. Japan dominated one business sector. China dominated no business sector. And more generally, the global north still owns 71% of global wealth, whilst China owns 18%, about equal to its proportion of the world population. Yeah, so so the global north owns nearly three quarters of the world's wealth, yeah, and China less than a mm-hmm. fifth. Mm. Absolutely. And more insidiously, the previously mentioned tricontinental dossier where we talked about at the beginning of this program, details some of the tactics used uh, in the the United States hybrid war to maintain its dominance of the world disorder. Mm -hmm. First, there is an information war. And I quote that dossier, control over the storyline is essential, but this control cannot be seen as naked propaganda. The narrative is so carefully defined that everything that comes from a rogue state is interpreted as false. Mm. And what the United States and its allies say is seen as true, even if false statements are made, such as that Iraq had weapons of mass destruction. These are taken to be errors and not falsehoods, Mm. unquote. Or deep-seated racist ideas are mobilized to present certain leaders as dictators or even genocidal, whilst Western leaders responsible for the bombing of cities are portrayed as humanitarians. Or just think about the ways in which the United States, joined by other countries, including Australia, attempted to blame China for the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, subjecting us all to a blue pill state of delusion, Jacques, referring again to the matrix. Mm. Mm, Exactly. The second type of war which is being led by the United States is a diplomatic war. This involves removing a country's legitimate representative from a multilateral body and in this way removing the country itself. For example, in 1962, way back then, the U.S., removed Cuba from the Organization of American States, the OAS. Yeah, and even though Cuba had not invaded the US, it was the US that invaded Cuba at the Bay of Pigs. Exactly. And the United States should therefore have lost its seat in the Mm. OAS. Other forms of diplomatic war are the repeated demonstrative withdrawals or expulsions of ambassadorial staff and the diplomatic wrangling about Assange, for example, for most recently. Yeah. And other US tactics of global domination come under the term economic war. So economic war involves placing US sanctions, secondary sanctions and embargoes on an adversary, which then hobbles the country at the knees economically. 
Sanctions can prevent the country using normal channels of finance, importing key goods, uh, using their bank accounts in other countries, and preventing access to development funds such as the World Bank. And an example is the US's treatment of Venezuela when a coup was attempted. This is what the UN Special Rapporteur Idris Ayri, I think that's how I say his name, Jacques, Mm -hmm. uh, said, anyway, Idris Ayri said in 2019, quote, I am especially concerned to hear reports that these sanctions are aimed at changing the government in Venezuela. Coercion, whether military or economic, must never be used to seek a change in government in a sovereign state. The use of sanctions by outside powers to overthrow an elected government is in violation of all norms of international law. And, of course, Mm. he's referring to what the US was doing in Mm, Venezuela. Yeah, and the tit-for-tat with China nowadays certainly has been a feature of that war in the last few years. And the last grouping of US tactics for global dominance come under the heading political warfare. The full range of information war and diplomatic war is used to undermine the government and bring its legitimacy into question. Election processes are portrayed as fraudulent, Political leaders are denigrated and faith in the entire political system is white-anted. Funds may be provided to groups opposing the government and the economic difficulties created by the sanctions are blamed on the government rather than on the sanctions brought by the United States. To the first people, January 26 signifies the beginning of colonialism, invasion and displacement, leading to 250 years of resistance, survival and protest. Join us on the 26th of January, Invasion Day special broadcast, 9 o'clock till 4pm, right here on 3CR, 8.55am. 3CR's First Nations broadcasters will be bringing you black and deadly music, news and views from activists around the country. As we discuss genocide, sovereignty, treaty, pay the rent, deaths in custody, truth and justice and the law of the land. We'll be highlighting the 50th anniversary of the Aboriginal Tent Embassy, one of the world's longest continuing protest sites, occupying the lawns of what is now Old Parliament House since 1972. Very humiliating that black people, the people that they think so little of, that these black people have found a way of protesting and making their point known the way no other group in this country has ever done. Well, we want them to hear us now. What do we want? Land rights! Why do we want it now? Stay tuned to 3CR from 9am to 4pm on the 26th of January for our annual Invasion Day broadcast. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR, 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. We're talking about US global domination and how we're being hoodwinked about this, including through omissions and bias in the mainstream media. Mm. In a contemporary example, Keith Lamb reports how some Western media belittle China's COVID-19 strategies, calling them severe and harsh. A recent New York Times article suggests that, and I quote, 
China is virtually the last country still trying to eliminate the virus rather than live with it. Other countries have abandoned hard lockdowns, believing their economic and human costs to be too great. Unquote. In reality, China's swift and resolute me- measures in Wuhan and elsewhere have saved lives. Yeah. China's rate adjusts Three fatalities per million inhabitants remains one of the lowest in the world. They are, in that kind of counting, the 208th out of 224 countries. And that they have with, achieved with the largest population and the densest urban population in the world. In contrast to this, the U.S. state death rate per million stands at an atrocious 2,537 mm. per million. They are the 21st in the world standings. Mm. Right, hang on. So you're saying China has three COVID fatalities per million people and the US has over 2,500 fatalities per million people. Is that right? That is right, and that yeah. is an international, quite a, quite objective kind of a measure. Yeah, and certainly we never hear about that. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, as Lamb suggests, and I quote, reports of China's harsh and severe measures merely act as propaganda to muddy the image of China's governing system for the Western reader who is expected to accept high death tolls as the price for freedom. While Westerners do value individual freedom over collective action, it could be that this propaganda, which disparages China's governing system, covers up inadequacies in Western liberal democracies themselves, Mm. end of quote. Yeah. So it seems pretty clear that the US has no moral authority at all to lead any world order, even if you accepted any country should be dominating the globe. And, and, and I'd add to that, Jacques, that mm-hmm. we're, we're oh, and for our listeners, that we're not, certainly don't want to be an apologist for centralised mm. authoritarian regimes, which neither mm. of us are. Mm. Um, it's just that we, we hear about them in the media mm-hmm. and from our politicians and leaders and through different institutions. We hear about yeah, them, right. but we hear almost nothing nothing mm. about the US's really reprehensible behaviour on the world stage to maintain, to simply mm-hmm. maintain its global dominance. Yep. Yeah. And that's the point. So returning to the two items we started this programme with, and that was referring to Martin Luther King Day on the 17th of January and the anniversary of the capital invasion, here's King's daughter, Dr. Berenice Albertine King. I quote, To cultivate a society grounded in equity and love, we must uproot systems of oppression and violence towards black communities. Every generation is called to this freedom struggle, unquote. Mm -hmm. And another American voice there, Noam Chomsky, commenting on the assault on the Capitol and the Republican Party's attempts at undermining democracy, and I quote, in the not-too-distant background are calls to save our country by force if necessary, where our country is a white, supremacist, Christian, nationalist, patriarchal society 
in which non-white folk can take part as long as they know their place, not at the table, unquote. Yeah. So in Australia, we tend to look at US behaviour abroad as rather benign. And even forgive, I guess, what we hear of what's happening in its own country. Uh, we mm-hmm. forgive its transgressions as we, we see the US as the good guys who, who sometimes just get it wrong, unfortunately. Mm. And this tendency has obviously deep racist and privileged undertones, supported by omissions and bias in our, uh, in our own media. But shouldn't we line our judgments up with international agreements not to undermine, invade or occupy other countries with legitimate governments just for our own national and global interests? And wouldn't it be good to have a government that, in- that agrees with this? And I'm now talking about Australia. Mm-hmm. Just to remind listeners about the importance of raising our voices in protest against next week's celebrations of Australia Day, uh, that is our today's community announcement. It is really about time that we start to listen to what Aboriginal people are telling us about what Australia Day or Invasion Day really has meant and get rid of that blue pill as well. Mm. Thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio. If you want to send us a message or ask about anything from today's program, you can email borderlands at borders at borderlands.org.au. Our past programs are available on podcast and the 3CR CR website at 3cr.org.au. And thanks again to Clive Wong for recording, technical production and music selection. Meanwhile, stay tuned for Jailbreak after Milkumana by King Stingray. <laughs>